This is your host Tanya. Because of some reasons, it's only me again today. How have you guys been? I'm really, really stressed out due to grad job hunting because the market is really down, and I just came back from my Singapore trip. I found that it's really cultural diversity in Singapore. You can see much more people from different countries, like Western countries, India, Philippines, blah blah blah, comparing with Hong Kong, and I quite like that place. Except the high price, things are really expensive in the central area. Also, when you eat outside, they not only charge the service fee but also the tax. So this is a recent life update. Let's start our topic today. I'm going to talk about adversity quotient. Have you guys heard about this term? Basically, it's a measure of the capability of an individual in facing the difficult situations in life, whether you can bounce back from setbacks and failures quickly, as commonly referred to as resilience. This term is coined by Dr. Paul Stoltz in his book. Adversity quotient, turning obstacles into opportunities. If you guys are interested in, you can check check it out online. So it's based on four key factors: core, C O R E, C stands for control, the ability to take control of our situation. It makes us focus on things we can control in a situation. O stands for ownership. What extent? Do you, do you hold yourself responsible for improving this situation? R stands for reach. It refers to the degree a person perceives good or bad events as influencing other areas of one's life. And E stands for endurance. Our ability to endure through difficult times. Like how long will the adversity endure? There are many resources or links online, like you can test your adversity quotient.、Um, I will put one of the test link in the description box below, so you can test your IQ score. My friend and I we took the test together. My IQ score is quite low. I mean, it's lower than I expected, since I always think I'm quite resilient due to my experiences. The total score is two hundred. The average score is one hundred forty-seven point five. I only got one hundred and thirty-four. You know, my friend, he got one hundred ninety-four out of two hundred. This is crazy. So look at the、uh, look at the score. I'm better at control and ownership. I think this is because of my childhood experiences. Story time. I grew up with my grandparents. Because of this, I became quite independent in terms of taking care of myself,、uh, my study, and my career. Because I couldn't count on my parents to give me life advice. Like I have to learn to make all my life decisions by my own. Like what kind of career path I should take or explore. I used to complain a lot. 
I tended to have the victim mentality, like why my parents couldn't help me on my study and career when I got lost, but my friends could have their parents, giving solid and practical su-、uh, suggestions. Like I, I even like know people have their parents already helped them, like plan their career path, but. In that sense, the kid might lose the freedom of picking their own path, but I mean they always have some, someone or some backup to support them. However, when I grow older and older, I realize that no one can actually help me solve the issues. I have to do the real work so that I can survive in a world alone. I am the only person who I spend my entire life with. Even my family can pass away. Touch wood. People can come and go, and it's a fact. People come and go. So since then, I develop a strong sense of ownership. For example, in a relationship, I would try to create some happy memories for both of us. I would not always count on another person to spoil me. I mean, I would see whether he puts effort to make me happy. Or nurture this relationship, but my point is that I would also take responsibility to build a meaningful and profound relationship. Or in terms of career, I would take initiatives to approach people for help when I need help. I wouldn't feel embarrassed, embarrassed, or like I don't ask. I would just ask for what I want. So I'm super grateful that I have ability to help myself grow better and stronger, comparing with my starting point. I have strong faith in myself that I am and will always be able to pull myself out of a tough, tough situation and lead myself to a better place. Okay, so in terms of the score. I couldn't believe my friend got one hundred ninety four out of two hundred. That's insane. But after knowing his story, everything seems make sense. He started his hedge fund when he was nineteen. Luckily, he successfully persuaded the guy to invest in his fund for one hundred k US dollars. Again. Luckily, he multiplied that sum of money and earned even more by crypto trading, which is three hundred twenty-one k USD USD dollars. After that, he flew around the world to raise capital by using this successful case. He got few investments from different people, but turned out those few funds fell through because those investors were politically exposed persons. And then he he flew to Dubai. One guy invested fifteen k US dollars. Although in the end he failed in this investment, right now he's running a much more flourishing fund because he learned lessons from his past experiences. When I was nineteen, I just finished my public exam for university, and looking for a random part time job. I couldn't imagine a nineteen years old of me running a fund, flying all over the world to raise capital. Of course, I cannot compare in this way because we came from different, different family backgrounds and received different education. However, it's still a huge shot for a nineteen-year-old teenager. 
the whole process involves due diligence, trading, hiring people, and people management, regulatory and legal hurdles. It's so 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 tough, even for experienced professionals, and you still have to deal deal with a lot of rejections. According to him, the rejection rate is ninety five percent high. However, he would not let those rejections affect him. He just keeps doing things he's passionate about and enhancing his capabilities in this area. I guess his dedication, courage, ownership, attitude. And endurance led him to his place today, and those are a few of his characters I really respect and admire. I'm sharing these two stories to demonstrate how these four key factors can look like in a specific way. Wish you guys can enjoy, and it's even better if they can inspire you. So why is AQ so important to us? There are a few reasons. The first one is. The world is increasingly changing. We need to be able to adapt to the changes quickly. The higher AQ we have, the more adaptable we are. The second reason is, changes can be scary, but also can bring opportunities. Some people might see changes as threats, but people with higher AQ tend to see changes as opportunities. The third reason is, you can be happier. With higher AQ, we tend to see things in a more positive way. It's easier to let go of things out of our control and focus on things we have control. Psychologists agree that a person's career success depends on his IQ, EQ, and AQ. While IQ stays steady, EQ and AQ can be trained up, and AQ plays an especially pivotal role. Also, as especially critical for women leaders in the business world, a study conducted by University of Pennsylvania found that women with high AQ were more likely to be promoted and less likely to be fired than those with low AQ, given the fact that women are more likely than men to face obstacles and setbacks in their careers. Higher AQ allows women to overcome them quickly and succeed in a male-dominated field. Everyone needs to handle it, and someone may handle the difficulties better due to higher AQ. It's more important than ever to raise our AQ. So, how can we practice our AQ? There are three tips. The first one is we need to learn to embrace changes. Acknowledge changes is needed, whether it's professional or personal areas. Evaluate what is causing your need of changing, and handle it with a more open manner. The second one is take the ownership of the situation. Accept that you will encounter challenges and setbacks. Be responsible to pull yourself out of the tough situations. The last one is. Don't dwell on the negative. It's not about thinking everything as gloom or positive, but try to learn from the lessons instead of indulging in the failures. Just pay the price and move on. I really like one quote I saw before. The real strength is that one can endure the impermanence and uncertainty, enduring the pain, 
endure being temporarily mediocre and having the lower hand, and they can always find a way out. If you like this episode today, or you feel like your friends may need this, just feel free to share with your friends and. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. See you next time. Bye.